Well, hello everybody and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast. And I am Lou and this is Jen. <laughs> and um, today we're going to be talking about the Leo New Moon that is on August the 19th, 2020 at 3.41am in London. So it will actually be on the 18th for a lot of us in the US but we always look at the universal time for um, our podcast. And before we dive in, though, let's introduce ourselves and pull a couple of cards. So, Jen. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen, Jen Duchen of jenduchen.com. I'm an Akashic reader, healer, teacher, creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards, and author of Lish Cocoon. And uh, my work is all about helping my clients to activate their free will. Cool. And I am Lou or Louise, and I am an astrologer and also a writer. I'm the author of two books, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology. And um, I do astrology. <laughs> and um, just before we look at our cards, I do want to... Um, just remind everybody that we do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just $3 a month. You can support our work because there's a few running costs for the podcast. And I think we're about halfway now to um, doing Patreon, Patreon only com content. We'll get there one day. <laughs> and, um, and we do take questions. Um, I don't think we have any this uh, month. I haven't seen any come in. Have you, Jen? Um, I don't think so. My mind's wondering if we did get something. Um, we could look in a minute while we do. Right. I haven't seen any come in. So, uh, so there's that. And so let's look at the cards. Jen, while you show your card while I have a look. All right, so actually I pulled two cards because I pulled the tool, the um, crystal tool, which is about light, and then the soul portal, which is the four. And uh, fascinating that this is all very red. The energy is, is um, very galactic and yet earthy. Um, so what does it say here from spaceship to temple the energies awaken into substance and take form so some people see this card as very uh, destructive um, i think it can be both it really is about the energy of life and death the renewal process uh, for those of you who can't see there's a spaceship it's all red there's the rocks i believe that's in sedona the bottom uh, is uh, what is a Greek temple. And then there's a woman with a big red dress. Uh, so a lot of energy about the potential of using what is or breaking away from what the old is. So very fiery, very active. Um, awakening the light within, the choices, the sense of who we are, mm -hmm. stepping into the energy of... Um, you know, our own making and especially when you think about this in terms of the light coming in I, I do love the fact that it's very galactic and yet so earthy so mm -hmm. it's this landscape of potential 
and in the potential of breaking free from any rigidity, any idea of who we're supposed to be, there's this energy coming forward of uh, being remade, renewed in a new light. And so thinking about in terms of the crystal of that, how you use light or the crystal to move through the dark, through the things that are probably containing you or holding you back. Mm -hmm. Light is the way forward, you know, or how you wield the energy of light into kind of the landscape. Your card reminds me a lot, not the crystal one, the other one, reminds me a lot of the tower card. Right, in a sense it can be. This is a very earthy, but it's about the earth, like the understanding of what we think life is that is breaking apart. So we get to see the substance, the hidden substance of being renewed. And that's kind of what the tower is about, right? I find it interesting that this and this are kind of like similar. I did. I I didn't realize it was rocks at first. I thought it was like a Stonehenge type of thing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's yeah it's interesting as when i created the cards i knew what everything was but i didn't write it down so it's just like oh yeah where is that what is that doesn't uh, matter really does no it doesn't matter cool yeah. right. so my card um i was expecting to get a red fiery card like jen but no and i trust the cards <laughs> so i actually got the adjustment card which is the libra card and I'm like, why am I getting the Libra card? And then I look in my book and I love the quote for this new moon. Um, the book I have with these cards is by Anjali Zarian and she has a quote for every card. And the quote is, know thyself, nothing in excess. The self is required to balance the self. And that's from the book of runes. And and that makes sense. And I think will do as um, as we talk about this new moon. But it, it actually as well drew, drew me to Juno in Libra. Juno has been in Libra for quite a while and she's kind of been on her own um, from for much of this year. Um, for a long time, she was the only uh, main body that I look at that was um, not in the draconic bowl of the of the nodes. In other words, the, all the other planetary bodies were trapped on one side of the lunar nodes and Juno in Libra was the kind of the bucket holding all the planets together. And of course, Juno is also Hera and she was the wife of Zeus or Jupiter. And she was really kind of pretty equal to him in the original um, pantheon of the gods. You know, there was no, um, there was less hierarchy. They had the Dei Consentis that was um, kind of the ruling body of six males, male gods, six females. So to me, this is uh, what the overarching thing is that's um, we're coming back into balance. And I think this is Juno. She's about to oppose some and square some many very major energies in the chart. And I'll perhaps I'll talk about that as we go forward. So I think she's a very important figure. Um, astrology right now right and it's interesting that you know you have the blues and minor reds the contrast of the two you know the water and fire the coolness and the kind of the awareness the breaking apart and the coming together which is what this is all about right we shouldn't be afraid of 
destruction because destruction lays the groundwork for for restructuring. Yeah, restructure and instruction and all of the new things that come yeah. in that we can kind of go, oh, I don't need that anymore. And that's kind of how I feel about when I see the my cord, right? I feel that it's always about that kind of breaking away from yeah. Like old ideas. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that can't see my card, by the way, who are on audio, I didn't really um talk talk to you about it. It's a it's a figure with the scales, so it is very Libra. And and she's very centered in herself. Everything's kind of come into mm. center and she has a sword pointing down at the ground. So she's definitely kind of got the warrior kind of energy um there as well. Um but it's a very, very peaceful warrior so right very grounded yeah. and this chord mine too is a very grounded chord with the yeah. you know four represents the earth it's actually you know it's that, that's why we shouldn't be afraid of destruction fire those things because they ground us and remind us of the essence of renewal so the new moon is um a little bit about it is interestingly at 26 degrees of leo and this is um that's an eight two and six as jen will talk about and this is an eight card but um it's at 26 degrees of leo um as i said on august the 19th in london um with mercury at 28 degrees of leo which is the exact degree of the um, great american eclipse back on august 27th sorry, August 21st, 2017. Um, it's also that 26 degrees Leo is the degree of um, President Trump's um, Mars and 28 degrees Leo is exactly conjunct his ascendant. So that's going to be interesting. Um, the moon, the new moon is not only conjunct um, Mercury, it's also making a fiery grand trine. So here's the fire of Jen's um, card um, to the south node in Sagittarius and Mars and Eris conjunct in Aries. They're exactly conjunct just two days before the new moon. And also the uh, new moon is making an almost exact in conjunct aspect to um, Saturn in Capricorn. So we'll talk about all of that with Saturn at 26 degrees as well and almost to the exact minute those two are in aspect. So there we have Earth, Saturn in Capricorn, Saturn rules Capricorn and the fire of the new moon and the great, uh, um, the, the fiery grand trine um, really creating a big a bit of a clash we've got a lot of earth and fire energy so all right jen so yes interesting uh before i talk about the numbers what is coming to mind when you were talking about this is the sense of um because of the sun the moon and our our intelligence right the our, our mind translates things the mercury it is almost like this shock to the heart it's like the you know this sense of the explosion of the heart like whatever's in stuck that has been holding us in a certain place is being forced out 
and feels like Saturn, like, you know, the stern father going, you have not been true to yourself, like you betrayed yourself or something like that, right? And there's this kind of like an explosion or things around like the shock treatment that's happening, this kind of like bursting all of the seams of all of our emotions, all the things we've been mm -hmm. uh, kind of hiding so that we can be on our best behavior and just kind of, because of, of course leo does rule the heart too so. right right so that was an interesting vision that i just saw that as you were talking i was like oh that's interesting and then right. and then well to be, i mean we'll come back to the numbers if you don't if that's okay but yeah. the, the conjunct between saturn and and the new moon is is a is 150 degree angle is one where you know they can't quite see each other as well and it's a definite friction breaking free kind of destruction aspect a uh, bit very like Jen's card you know and Saturn in Capricorn is the man-made law and institutions and structures like like the um temp you know the temple in Jen's card and um uh, you know it's 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 very kind of jolty this kind of energy I think um yeah we'll go I've, I've got something else to talk right. about as well but we'll yeah so yeah that was yeah, <laughs> that was interesting because you were saying that I thought you were going to say the Ten Commandments, but it's kind of like you know, like these are the rules, like these are the commandments of how we live, and it's like yeah, uh, all of that structure that's built on you know what we thought was a sacred foundation. It's about you know honor and about respect and about spirituality, except all of those things just have been you know kind of cut away cut away so there's nothing left it's just we're just you know paying lip service to all these things but our hearts have been frozen and uh so it's a very interesting thing to think about how we have honored something that's empty that you know mm -hmm. it's done and so we have to now go through this tunnel of um, kind of everything around us exploding flying around just breaking apart and we're going like what what's happening oh i thought that was important and just kind of breaking out of that uh, stupor you know that sleep that we've been in um just kind of following because i you know what i was hearing you know from the record keepers when you were talking is this idea of structure right like the man-made rules are made to help us navigate life and instead it's imprisoning us right it has the opposite effect so it's and so it's understanding why we have rules and so realizing that it's important that the rules are living they're living in the time we're in because having rules like you know don't eat pork or whatever the rules are from you know the bible um, you know there was a reason why they had it like that because at the time you know Culture. Yeah. you know so it's like we've got to evolve and the rules have to evolve so they can hold with the time we're in and instead of going back and translating like in our own interpretation what it means and saying no it means this no none of us know because we weren't there i mean not in this way so we need to go but what works for us now right and, and that, so that to me is kind of what they're saying yeah and that applies to kind of all kinds of things like you know why why is our or all our governments set up the way they are why are our banking institutions set up the way they are you know um all those right. why why do we all think we need to own a home um why is the family unit 
seen in a certain way all this is breaking down and being looked at differently and because oh, we're starting to question our kind of just following all of these things like you know nobody is asking well that thing doesn't make any sense or people that are asking don't have a voice in the in the you know the people that make the structure and go well none of that makes any sense and to me that's one of the most valuable things about trump for instance is that he he doesn't care about rules right yeah, so um so um the beauty of that is he teaches us that we shouldn't care so much about those rules because they they don't you know we should certainly have boundaries, but how do we have boundaries? Because we need rules that work for now, not rules that were put in place 500 years ago, 3000 years ago, that don't make any sense. Like we don't know why they did those things. We're just doing whatever they did and going, oh yeah, we're, we're cool. We're hanging in with, you know, we, we have integrity. And it's like, no, we don't. It's just bullshit. Your head's exploding at the thought of <laughs> But he's playing his part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yes. But the, uh, the big picture here is that we choose, we don't always get to choose our teachers, right? That we definitely get to learn whatever we learn. So some people may feel like, no, Trump is this awful person. He's done these awful things. Like, yeah, he has done some things that I certainly don't agree with. Yes. Uh, many things that I hope I never have won't do in this lifetime i've probably done them in other lifetimes um but he's however. playing his part in 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 breaking right. down all these rules you're right and right. the fact that his chart is so connected to the <laughs> new moon is just like um i'm not looking forward to, right. with mercury on his ascendant i am not looking forward to hearing what he has to say on this new moon to be quite honest but well, yeah, it's what it right. is <laughs> as he said <laughs> It is what it is, exactly. And the point is that what I find interesting, I'll go into the numbers in a minute, but I find interesting is what's happening to him right now is his uh, his speech is being questioned, right? So that's very Mercurian, right? Mm -hmm. he's, he's had these interviews in the last two weeks that are exposing his weaknesses, his poor thinking skills, his, his lack of planning, his decision-making, his lack of comprehension. And um, it's so fascinating to see him on the carpet for his uh, thinking. What make, what's, why are you coming? How did you come to this conclusion? And he doesn't have an answer. He just keeps doing what he's always done. But now he's actually having people that are going like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Like before he would just say it and people, and, I see that still a lot in the news, the uh, typical news is they don't question. He just says something and they just let him say everything as if that's true. And there's no question like, oh yeah, now he's had people questioning him. So to me, that's the strength of this time is when you trying to make sense and you haven't made sense all the time and people have acted like you made sense. And now, you know, now is the moment. It's that moment where people go, but you're not wearing, you know, the emperor has no clothes. Like, move along. You don't have any clothes on. We're not listening to you. It's like, yeah, you couldn't even get dressed. And now you want to tell us. And I think that's part of that in conjunct to Saturn in Capricorn too, you know, that uh, right. breaking free of like people going, oh, yes, yes, you're right. Kind of like Oh, oh, you're the president. Let me bow down and yeah, you know, not question what you're saying. 
Right. Every word must be true because you said it. And it's like, yeah, we have to, you know, let's just come back to what is true. Let's ground in what's true for us. We can, you know, in a, in a democracy or any kind of conversation, we have the right to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sometimes people may hurt us for asking questions, but But we we certainly have to, we can't just take it lying down and just take what people tell us. Yeah, exactly. All right. So numbers. So very interesting. The 19th. So, um, what I love about that it's on this day is we have the one and the nine. So I know in, in most of America, it's on the 18th, which are the nine. So we have the nine anyway in the 19th. So endings, beginnings. It's also about uh, what it feels like to me is it's about this understanding of who we are. So it's not so much I have to prove who I am, but it's this, I have to know who I am. I accept that I am a person with an ego, that I have the capacity for compassion and kindness, that I'm choosing to take this path that is, uh, will kind of enlighten me, give me that joy, bring me the balance, the cards we brought up, like that sense of going, yes, and I can do this. This is difficult. This is hard. This is happening. And I get to really put roots down in terms of who I am as opposed to just kind of responding to the world. Oh, this is happening. I better rush there. I better get in panic or do whatever. So 19, which adds up then to one and nine to uh, 10, which becomes a one. So we have that energy of the zero activating and then the one. So it's very powerful, new beginnings, pioneering new ideas, very innovative, which we know is the truth because of Uranus and all of these different aspects, Mars and Eris and some of the other aspects. There's a lot of innovation that's happening. And in innovation, there's a lot of collapse breaking down because it's like, you know, bombs are flying and we've got to find our way through this uh, structure. So 19 has a lot to do with it. The 26th, very powerful number also of self-leadership, the sense of coming to the self, the eight, the acknowledgement of having everything we need to enable to go forward and activate abundance, um, balance. And also to just mention that, you know, balance or having everything we need is not always what we think we need, right? It's that adjustment. Uh, but just knowing we have the capacity to, to lead ourselves, to see the bigger picture, to take action, to make decisions, to have a vision and to activate the vision uh, for the day. And then uh, for this new moon, which is clearly a huge push forward, like the, the loon is busting or the whatever, the lid is coming out of the champagne bottle and we've got to take action. We've got to move with this energy uh, that is stirring inside of us. The other thing I want to say is this is a 13 universal date because we're in a 12 universal month. So 13 with the one and that 13 has shown up over and over again. So it's very much about the activation of the feminine lead with our intuition as opposed to just respond reacting, Mm -hmm. right? Is when we initiate, when we start something new, when we have an idea that comes into us and we take action based on, uh, the heart energy of how we want to feel, what we want to create. It's a very empowering kind of shove forward 
that allows us to realize change, change, change. A lot of unusual, unexpected, maybe unwanted death and the opportunity for renewal. And, you know, the, the fire energy in it, you know, we've got the, the sun and the moon at 26 degrees Leo. And Leo is the heart and Leo is very creative and Leo is very, uh, well, it's ruled by the sun as well. So it's, it's you know, time to shine. And uh, so the looking at the positive side of this, this is a really creative um, new moon as well. And with Mercury right there, that can be, um, you know, verbally kind of singing your own praises kind of thing and really kind of saying, you know, toot my own horn a little bit through this. And then the the Grand Trine, uh, the Fire Grand Trine, the first ed, um, end of it is at 24 degrees of Aries in aspect to the new moon. And that's Mars conjunct Eris, which is actually exact only, well, for in the US, it's only the day before. Um, so it's only a few hours really before the, the new moon. And Mars is slowing down to turn retrograde on September the 9th. And Mars and Eris are very um, dynamic uh, kind of uh, figures here as well, with Eris kind of upsetting the whole apple cart of astronomy when she was discovered. Uh, she de- de- demoted Pluto, for heaven's sake. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so she likes to rip off the uh, the facade of the... Um, of the vanities of the uh, the elites and uh, the ruling classes, so I think this is a real kind of take down the the um, some of the um, you know, and this is not necessarily about the person we've been talking about. I think this is um, the ruling classes, if you like, um, generally, um, with Mars in Aries being very much about cutting it out kind of thing and I think of the all the Ghislaine Maxwell stuff that's not really being talked about a lot in the mainstream news so if anybody's following it you know some of the names we've kind of heard talked about for many years but some of the names coming out from that um this could be potentially really explosive for kind of the people who are kind of the elites so to speak and um and and it's quite um well that Mars and Eris is quite explosive anyway, and then at the other leg of the uh, fire grand trine on the new moon, we have the south node in um, Sagittarius, um the releasing in the tail of the nodal axis, which is what are we letting go of, but the south node is at twenty seven degrees of Sagittarius, which is the galactic centre. So this this is tied into the galactic center, the black hole at the center of the galaxy we we inhabit, the Milky Way, which is said to kind of um, emit new information. So it's kind of I feel like this is saying a big shift in what we are releasing. The and Sagittarius is about things we've thought to be true things we've believed to be true. Um, you know, it's it's releasing dogma. So th- this is, you know, it is a grand trine, which can be a little bit lazy, but um, it's got that Saturn in Capricorn to say, break, 
put a balance, put a break on it, um, put, you know, boundaries up, strong boundaries, create new structures. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's exciting, but it could globally be quite a little bit, um, you know, kind of mind blowing with kind of the energy. We could have earthquakes, you know, that kind of energy. Yeah. Yeah, we get up earthquakes, tsunamis, explosions, etc. Just remembering this to me, this is about the it's the buildup of tension. If you think about over the years, it's since the structure, the patriarchy has not worked well. Uh, well, actually, I think about it. There's always certainly since in the last two and a half thousand years, it's been very forced upon people. Uh, so this all of this anger and anguish and energy that has been used to keep the wheel spinning and the whole thing with Gislin uh, Maxwell is a perfect example of um, what's at stake here, right? Because in order for the patriarchy to, to keep going, it's been activated or fed by the subverted power of many. Mm -hmm. like using or abusing girls for powerful men. That's all about um, subverting power. It's all about feeding the system of you're beneath me. I can abuse you. I can do whatever I want to you. And there are many levels of that. And it, there's a lot of stuff that we all know about that's all maybe we don't really know but so many people have experienced this in one way or another being abused in uh, uh, in so many ways that we have uh, kind of hidden right we've pushed down we've we've pretended all as well we look up to these like you know head figures and go oh, they couldn't do that that's not possible mm -hmm. and i think part of that and the way we've abused the earth all of those things are all just like building up steam and now we have these factions like eris and and mars the twins they consider twins so that twin energy when they come together they bringing together the two aspects that each one misses mm -hmm. and really going for the rights and the kind of core integrity, decency of everyone. And this year, 2020, is all about that, that idea of finding the integrity, finding, coming back to the baseline, exploding everything that's uh, out of whack. And yeah. it makes sense that we need to release it, right? So we have this uh, um, south node is so amazing to think that this is the place that we can drain where we can let go of hiding we can let go of pretending we can let go of kind of worshiping and being empowered you know being disempowered uh, this month is about the 12 is a karmic cycle the end of a karmic cycle it is also about breaking free from being a victim right yeah so much of what we've Played. like even the stuff we're talking with about before when we have these figures who consider themselves important and that we can't ask them a question that we can't hold them accountable because they're above the law that's all the same energy we're talking about right like we have to have the courage to confront these people and the courage to maybe not like you know face on yelling but 
what else can we do? Confront them with our kindness, hold them with love and go, yeah, that's just not going to work. Right. But just question that's, you know, that's basically it. Um, it kind of made me laugh in the Trump interview with Jonathan Snow. I had to look at it with Trump going, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> can't look at those numbers. <laughs> right. And then he answers. I was going, goes, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yes, that's to me, that was just so brilliant. It's looking at that interview. It's worth so much because it explains so much confusion that we have around things. It's like, what are the things that we're looking at going, you can't do that, you can't, or I can't, like how we tell ourselves, oh, I can't do that, that's not possible. We don't know if we go like, yeah, we can, why not? There is no reason. If you have the idea, you can do it because it's in the field. So yeah, it's just, to me, that's the brilliance and the, the, the face, like, kind of it's like this idea of being confronted like Trump being confronted with this idea like no you're not supposed to open that door just stay in this room and just keep everything like just let me confuse you because he uses like befuddlement to trick okay. people into right forgetting what's my question what's my purpose and it's like we've all been befuddled right so now we're like wait I haven't been asking the right questions like what am I supposed to be asking about <laughs> you know you know it's like it's so interesting like remembering we do have power right we can do things and when the way we do it is by bringing it into the field speaking then we have uh, you know, mercury the mercurial energy of change right there helping us to shift through the stuff and ask different questions and and kind of go yeah and the best thing i think to me of watching um jonathan was his total relaxation his okay. ease of interviewing right he didn't he wasn't getting hot under the collar he didn't that his face was a picture there it was but i mean he didn't like get mad oh no he didn't, he didn't. no he no. didn't get irritated there wasn't any energy behind like yeah this is my point and you need to agree with no, me right? no. he didn't have any of that so that's a really great lesson in terms of how we deal with people that you know so how we deal with people that are confrontational, don't want to wear masks or whatever the hell their story is, uh, don't want to look at the right piece of paper. It's like, yeah, I can. I can look at that. You don't need to. Then I can because I got to make sense of this and I have to function in, in the world I'm in. And interestingly, you know, Mercury, we've talked about, is conjunct this new moon. And it rules the North Node. We've talked about the South Node. The North Node is our Dharma, if you like, where we're collectively being moved towards. And that's in Gemini, which is Mercury ruled. And that is about um, listening, communication, voice. But it's about changing your perceptions, changing how you look at things. And, you know, I if, if you haven't watched that interview yet, just watch it, honestly. It's worth it for Jonathan Snow's face. Well, yeah, but it, it is brilliant because it teaches you so much about understanding. Like it could even be the two parts of yourself, right? The confused ego and the more kind of expanded intuitive side of the self, kind yeah. of asking those questions and going, well, you, I can do that. I can do this. What about this? Right. It's really brilliant teaching tool. And it is, you know, the face and all of that is brilliant. 
but um, yes, just talking about that whole Gemini, the South node, the North node mm. uh, is, you know, Gemini or uh, Mercury is the trickster, the one who offers us curiosity, that offers us different ways of being innovative. So using our, the ability of our mind to think differently, expand mm. how we think. So we actually do have more, you know, it's interesting, the 27 is the triple nine. That's the number of compassion. It's like the one that allows us to truly go, oh, you have a different opinion. I don't need to, uh, you know, get my knickers in a knot around it. I can just go, okay, let me tell you what this is, what I'm feeling. And if you don't understand, then we can move on or change or whatever. But I'm still going to take my own path. Yeah. Right? through curiosity, through opening, expanding, playfulness, and that heart energy, right? Which is, it's just so amazing how these things fit into one another. Mm -hmm. This idea of not only having curiosity, but the Leo, the fact that the Mercury is with Sun and Moon in Leo, at this point of leadership, like perfect leadership, like whatever that is, like this idea of being in balance with going forward, like here's this opening, we can break away from um, just like squabbling about stuff and getting nowhere, right? Just spinning our wheels and going, wait, what's the bigger picture? What do I really want? And what, how do I get there, right? Using my skills, my curiosity, my spirituality, my, you know, my dharma to go forward, my destiny. Now, I do want to remind everybody, we, I've mentioned it, about the Great American Eclipse on August 21st, 2017. There's um, a lot of echoes going to come from that eclipse. And I know um, exactly what really shifted for me under that eclipse. And I was um, lucky enough to see it in totality in Idaho. Um, but a couple of things I want to mention is that, well, A, uh, Mercury is exactly uh, on the degree of the eclipse, so it was 28 Leo. Um, Uranus was at 28 Aries, which is the point that Mars is going to station retrograde at in his own sign. And he doesn't retrograde in his own sign very often. The last time was 1988. The time before that was 1941. So it's not something that happens all the time. And um, I think that's potentially explosive as well. So for at a personal level, I would look at what happened for you um, from that great American eclipse. Um, it's probably going to apply to a lot of people in the US particularly. Jen pointed out when we we're talking, preparing for this, that it started in Portland and we see what's happening in Portland or has been happening. I kind of think there's possibly more of that. Um, Hurricane Irma happened right after it. So just to nudge people's memories a little bit. And that was um, the highest ever recorded hurricane at the time. I think we've beaten it since. Um, but that was a category five that hit landfall. And so these these things are probably going to unfold more um over this time so anything that happened to you back in that time you know i think um could be resonant also though speaking of uranus um who was aspecting that eclipse on this 
um, new moon. He has just turned retrograde. He actually turns retrograde on August the 15th. So just before the new moon. And he's in sextile um, aspect to Venus um, in Cancer um, at 10 degrees. And Venus rules Taurus where Uranus is now. Um, that's a lot to do with money, values, um, the earth again. Um, but I'm, I just occurred to me, actually, that Venus is very close to the uh, sun of the USA, where the eclipse was, um, the last eclipse, July the 3rd, 13 degrees. That was on July the 4th, sorry, not July the 3rd. And um, so, you know, there could be financial collapse they've been talking about it for ages somehow the stock market still keeps being propped up while people are facing eviction and all kinds of things because they haven't been able to pay their rent that could be the trigger to be quite honest on this new right. for some real financial kind of um, mm. meltdown right and i'm just as you're talking uh, what comes to mind or what i'm hearing is that uh, one of the reasons that um, the stock market still has been doing well is because it's propped it's a propped up system so that could be one of the things the revelations that come out is about how so much of this is being played with and situated so it could be one of the scandals like we're going to be scandals coming out about what's been happening and that's just going to spiral that whole collapse and people uh, finally uh, awakened to the fact right, that right. the stock that, market doesn't help most of us <laughs> right and it's 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 not a um a real not a signifier of of true wealth in the sense of abundance for all or, or an equalizer. So there's an energy of equilibrium. And also the fact that Mars and Eris, especially when Mars is in Aries, I have Mars in Aries. So it's very much about the, no, I don't have Mars in Aries. What am I saying? <laughs> Get that part. I have Aries on my ascendant. Anyway independence people that have mars in aries are fiery about their independence and they need to break away from old systems and to use uh, kind of this energy this this initiation of fiery i don't want this anymore to begin to plant the seeds for what we want right as we pioneer something different different things with money like how we exchange and support ourselves and others, mm -hmm. all of those things. Like I, you just think I about Eris and, and... Sorry, go on. Yeah. I just had a big kind of... Yeah, the, you know there's been a big thing going around. Copy, you may not have seen it, but copying and pasting. This cashless society, they're trying to take cash away from us. It's big control. <laughs> and I said to one of these people who's going... I'm going, yeah, but you don't like the control of the government and the Fed, so create a new barter system. <laughs> right. So uh, things yeah. could happen too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, every time there's a change in system, right? Yeah. We have certain things that happen. We have war. We have pandemic. We have a breakdown of the monetary system, or whatever it is. So we know we're moving into a different monetary system. I do believe, like you, it's more of a, an exchange system. 
this uh, Bitcoin thing is just leading to something else because yeah. Uranus again is, you know, it's playing a big role. It's just gone um, for this moon. It will have just gone uh, uh, retrograde. It's very slow moving, but it has a huge impact on the earth, on the galactic information, on all of this change, on innovation. It doesn't care about uh, that you're not ready, that you haven't prepared. It just shoves it at you, pushes you along. So we have a lot of factors that are just kind of pushing us down the stream where we have to now figure out all the things, and it's about technology and all these things. So all these things we have relied on that have been our system are gone or going away. They're breaking down the monetary system, the, the even like how we live, etc. It's all collapsing. One thing after another, collapsing, collapsing, collapsing. You know, you can hold one thing. It's like having a house that has a leaky roof and then you try to cover it and then another hole comes because there's so much pressure and eventually it's just like everything. The roof off. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So having a sense of humor and moving with the energy of what is and, you know, going like this, right, this is my opportunity to free myself from my own bondage, my own kind of thoughts about how other people are controlling me and take my own power back. You know, and, there's, you yeah. go to the cash thing, there's always been some form of cash. You know, right. my dad used to collect coins and, you know, coins go back for recorded history, I think, ever. Right. You know, um, so, you know, they're going, they want us to have no cash. There'll be cash, but it might be in a local area. You know, your little town might have its own little. Well, yes. And how did they start? Like, you know, just think about how uh, money started. It was like little pieces of paper, IOUs or whatever, right? People like if you, to it me, what what makes coins we've got now. So, no. <laughs> well, I personally think that even though we're looking to gold and silver and people are saying buy gold and silver, those are all systems of the patriarchy. They're all systems of enslavement. So if we, you know, we are obsessed about gold, obsessed about silver, those are the things that have kept us in this place of being enslaved. So to yeah. me, we we come with this is what i have what do you have we work in our neighbor neighborhoods whatever that looks like it can be you know galactic it can be global it can be local but the point is we actually don't need money we need a place to stay we need food we need you know occupation we need this yeah. So how do we don't you know? So that's this conversation is not about money. It's just so interesting that people focus the conversation on the money, but it isn't that that we need. We need other things. So maybe money is not the way we do it. We have another way of making sure people have their needs taken care of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's fascinating how people are stuck to it. And it's, yeah, it is. Because you know, it's because stores stopped taking cash because of COVID. So right. they, and it, isn't it interesting how COVID has brought all these things to the front, right? Yeah. And and then it's like all those people who are like, well, they're going to still control us, but hey, they control us with our phones. And I was just reading about that whole thing with TikTok. I didn't even know that TikTok apparently. Do you know the whole thing that in China, the part of it because it was created in China that they use all the information. Yeah. Right. I've heard about it. Yeah. They take all your information. So I mean, like you're like 
do you think, I think the credit card is probably the least of your worries, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of being spied on and every one of these around everybody. does. Right. Exactly. They have these grid systems that they're putting up and going, and we want more technology. And everyone's like, I don't care if I have to pay. If you have ads, I don't want to pay for this thing, which like me, no, I pay. So there's no ads and you're not collecting my information, but you know, we all have our illusions. And I think this really, this moon speaks to that um, collapsing of our illusions and the aggravation of our sense of self, right? So when we're angry, it's because we have a feeling that we have been uh, cheated in some way. Right? That's what kind of makes us feel angry. Like I'm not getting what I want. I need something different. And that's very illuminating right like we should be illuminated by this idea and go oh what do i need how do i get it without you know uh, doing crazy things uh you know some crazy things are good but i think that's kind of the the riskiness of this martian energy is you know acting on impulse without thinking but doing like crazy things like if you've got a gun and you go and you shoot someone because you've got a gun and you're in the mood for killing them that's kind of crazy right like there can be other wonderful crazy things like oh i'm going to take the day off i'm going to stop paying attention to the news i'm just going to paint yeah that's crazy but at least it's you know it's useful like you're not going to land up uh well i don't know if you'll land up in jail but i think if you if you do kill somebody it, it's so soul destructive right? Like it impacts the rest of your life or some other crazy thing. Like, can you get back from that crazy place? Is it going to help you become more of who you are or is it going to diminish you? You know? So um, just a quick switch, because it's something that came to mind as you were talking and we did have a question and I'm not, and it seems to work better to talk about it with what we're talking about because um kelly asked um she's curious if we have any insights into the energies that comet neowise is sharing now that is it's passing by the earth um i'm not going to read her whole question just that and i do want to say that on i've just got the um ephemeris that brett joseph another astrologer formed for the comet and uh, this comet passed over the degrees of the new moon and Mercury on July the 23rd and 24th. And actually, we're recording this on August the 6th. And his um, ephemeris only goes up to August the 7th, because I think Neowise is no, not visible anymore after that. So it's gone before this new moon. But I it, it jumped out at me that it... Uh, cross those degrees it crossed uh, the degrees of some of the uh, eclipses that we've had and yes I think it's um, it's significant that we've got a comet called Neowise even if it was named after the machinery that spotted it um, it doesn't matter it says it means new wisdom and the fact that this new moon is connected with the galactic center as well I think we're having new wisdom brought into us all the time. And our role, if you like, on this new moon that's happening after Neowise is to 
really integrate it into what we're creating and um and take it into our heart this new wisdom that's coming in that's how it feels for me that's that's kind of why I brought this question up now I was that's great I love it (laughs) yes yeah. Yes, so I am definitely with Lou. I believe that anything that comes into our orbit uh, brings uh, its own energy. And the fact that it is called new wisdom and that it kind of came to those degrees that in the heart, in the kind of leadership through the heart, is so powerful because it allows us to take new leadership, a sense of liberation from, you know, our leadership has been external. We've looked to others to show us what it feels like to be a leader. And now we see that so many of our leaders have been fake. They've been false prophets. They have told, led us to places so that they could profit and we could be used. And so having this new wisdom or allowing this energy to fill our hearts gives us the opportunity to lead from the heart, to go, you know, I have compassion because they chose those things, but but I'm also wise enough not to follow them, that I'm choosing something different. So a sense of separation from what has separated us and being more true and honest to what we love, what fills us with joy. Like, why do we want to be miserable and focus on all the shitty things that people are taking away from us? Like, to me, I find that so interesting that people that focus on all the things we're losing yeah. instead of what are we gaining? What are we learning? What is becoming more available to us? Like, who cares about those other things? Like, it seems so kind of mind-blowing that we spend all this energy on what's going away instead of what's expanding, what's opening. So we, you know, it becomes more of our wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and it's fascinating because of course, with the 12 this month, it's also connected to wisdom because 12 is the number of the student about learning. How do we become more wise? We become more wise when we activate our knowledge. So we're not just thinking things, theorizing. We're actually out in the field doing things, making fools of ourselves, trying new things that we haven't tried because, hey, we have the the wisdom, we have the heart, we have the intelligence, we have the capacity, we have the time, we have all these things to do this. So why would you kind of waste your precious resources on what's going away? It's like... And I would look for new leaders starting to emerge. And I think that started from the greater eclipse and and you know then i don't think they're going to look like the leaders we've had before and i think that we're going to i think we're going to restructure how we lead as well so i don't think there's going to be one leader one savior i think there's going to be a whole group and you know i think of the squad um in in the usa with uh, alexandria ocasio cortez and um rashida and um a few others and uh, we've got Corey Bush hopefully coming up as well a new one and um and and there's others too they're not all women as well there's Ro Khanna he's fabulous too they they just are a new type of leader and it may not be them that really come out in the end in the wash but it's these new type new wisdom again uh type of leaders emerging um from these energies 
And of yes. course, with Leo being the king or the queen or royalty, it's kind of a new kind of um, leading with the heart. So. Right. And that's the idea of being in leadership with compassion, with, uh, with um, connection, the whole Aquarian thing about how we raise each other together, how we work together, how we all contribute. And to me, that's the kind of the level of leadership I look to. I look for people that are wanting to encourage others to become leaders and teach them and include and, and value others instead of putting people down because that's, again, you're focusing on what's going away. It's the negative. How does it help you when you're pushing other people down? It's just, you know, you create that patriarchal system that I'm better than you. And to me, a leader creates a system where everyone is valued from the, you know, janitor to the person on the top. Everyone has equal value. We just bring what we bring, right? Yeah. But each thing we bring is valuable and so yeah that's a great point the leadership new leadership new wisdom new people to follow new systems to incorporate and choosing choosing wisely and i think that just we're, we're we are changing so much inside of us we have so much energy to attach to how are we using this malleable clay to the mutability of change. How are we using it? Are we sitting around, you know, eating bonbons and watching shows and say, oh, life sucks, you know, like, oh yeah, I knew this wouldn't work. Or are you going like, no, I know this can happen and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, we all have to contribute. That's the thing is we're all connected through our heart. The heart is the wisest organ in our body. It's the most brilliant mm -hmm. brain. If your head, you know, if your mind goes and your heart is still alive, you are alive. If your heart dies, you are dead. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. The power of the heart and the knowing. I do want to mention the part about uh, Pluto coming back to the oh, yeah. Pluto, that whole thing. Oh, the uh, Pluto conjunction, January the 12th. Yeah. Right. Which is uh, repeating. So it's being irritated. So we're going to see something. Could be an influx of new cases. It could be a different kind of treatment. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Pluto um, is opposing Hygieia in Cancer. Oh, right. On, on the new moon at that 22 degrees. And um, that's global health. So either something's going to, I mean, the, I think there's going to be an influx of cases with this energy, um, but we're seeing uh, but I, it could also mean uncovering something that we didn't know about it. Um, you know, the Pluto opposition to idea. So. Right. New realizations. You think about what, what, you know, you think about Pluto as this energy that exposes the disease or what creates the disease and maybe brings it up or releases it. Um, yeah, that absolutely could be that, uh, we discover different things. I, I was just reading about Wuhan that apparently, you know, there's new cases uh, from people who were in Russia or something. And now they are saying that it's never gone away. They just haven't reported it. Um, but it's this kind of energy of, I also believe of how we're looking at things, how we've looked at 
COVID. Like we've looked at it from a certain lens, like, oh, we just want it to go away, right? Yeah. Like how can we control COVID, right? And now we have to look at a much bigger picture in order to understand and to um, kind of work with it in a different way. And, and that's such a great lesson for all of us in how we live our lives. Like where are we putting our attention and what aspect are we looking at, right? Because there was an article my husband actually pointed out to me yesterday that mm. um, one scientist wrote that he said it's never going to go away. We're going to have to learn to live with it. But, and I agree. And, and it kind of brings me back to, you know, some of my friends who've been like, well, we, we don't have to wear masks and we don't have to do that because we have to learn to live with it. Well, we have to learn to understand it first before we can learn how to live with it, I think. And mm-hmm. I think we have to do all the things, you know, there's been this talk of, well, just do your immune system and, and, and just look how we look after the earth. Well, I think we have to do all of those things, but they take time as well. We can't just go, Oh, here, let me take a multivitamin and my immune system. <laughs> 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 it overnight, right? Doesn't right. It? right. Well, you know, there's a great teaching in the world that talks about this idea. Well, we already have it with the vaccine. The principle behind the vaccine is that um, we need a little bit of the poison in order That's to... like homeopathy too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot of how we've lived. Just makes me think of a reading I just did for somebody where they were like, yeah, we have this belief, a lot of us, that we need to have some of the poison in order to create the antibody. And we're moving out of that uh, mm-hmm. phase. We don't need it. We need to be whole, which in you, in your whole, you contain everything. Uh, so I, I do think that there's a lot we still have to learn about covid and I agree, like, you know, the whole point about, right, the whole point about COVID, right, was that it was new, that we hadn't had it. But now we have it, so we're all going to have to adapt to having COVID in some way or another. We don't know how it's going to turn out. I we think to learn how to protect those who can't just raise their immune systems, you know. Right. Like right. my daughter's boyfriend who's diabetic, you know, type right. 1. He can't do anything about his diabetes. Right, he can't take a vitamin and say, okay, it's gone. <laughs> right, which, you know, helps us understand that this is a complex. I think what's really interesting about it is that it's complex. And most of us, we've been spoon-fed things that are, like, we want to make it super, like, basic. Yeah. And it isn't, right? It's, it's something very complicated, and you can't just, you know... Uh, you just can't reduce it to like a word or everybody do this. It's kind of like what you and or I were talking about. Because the whole thing, virus itself is complex. It, right. And, <laughs> and I think it was Clyde who uh, um, uh, on Facebook who talked about, he's got that book on viruses and how viruses, very interesting that they, find a way to go to the place where they'll be able to reach the most target because they want to live, right? So they'll come to the surface of your skin or whatever. They'll push out. They, that's their point is they want to get as close as they can to whatever, you know, to living, right? So when we understand that this is a living organism, right, uh, it's like, how do you treat it? If you treat it like a guest you don't want, then you're probably activating the energy right and it becomes like it controls you right 
So I, I do think that it's actually going to shift next year. Once all of the stuff starts moving, it's going to in January, uh, February, March. Well, we'll, we'll have learned how to. I'm not, when I say it's mm. not never going away, I don't. Oh. I don't mean we're going to be in the state we're in now with it. But I think it's always going to be there and we'll have learned how to live with it and deal with it. And right. Like all those other things, AIDS and stuff like that yeah. didn't go away. We no, just try these still there. Yeah. yeah. It just didn't have the same intensity. But obviously there's a reason why it's here and it's doing this. And this is just part of, you know, this is the destiny, our destiny or Dharma of growth mm -hmm. is, well, we're a stubborn race. So species, we haven't been listening. So I guess this is making us listen. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And, and it kind of made me laugh when I saw a whole thing going around about how the vaccine is going to change, alter our DNA. I'm like, well, I think our DNA is being altered anyway. So if it's, <laughs> if a vaccine comes along right. with that part of it, then that's part of it. Well, I think we're so terrified of change, but all of these things we're experiencing are changing us, you know, having cell phones, uh, you know, this energy from the galactic world, working with computers, we're all constantly changing, upgrading, and, and that's what it is. We're adapting to our change and our systems are growing. Uh, you know, so to me, that's what I get from the records. This is all about our growth. It doesn't really matter. Like people start to pass where it comes from. Like, oh, somebody created it. It's a false. But everything comes from the universe. So there is nothing that's, you know. Yeah. It can't be here. If it's, if it's here, it can't, you know, it can't have faked its way in. Yes, it comes in different ways. But it's here because it's in some way shape or form is you know is part of our experience mm. exactly so, yeah yeah we're upgrading i i get i don't know how long it's going to take but it's some right we're, are we upgrading we're moving away from up <laughs> are we cut out i couldn't hear are we upgrading or just changing you know i don't yeah. know that's just right. it's kind of the same thing upgrading changing it's really yeah. the same thing isn't it yeah it's um it's just two different words like i think the positive is you say upgrading makes you feel like you're doing something good right like oh something positive and if you just like change it's like oh uh, but it just reminds yeah, me it's, we're ascending but i know you didn't mean that i'm just <laughs> i always laugh when when i hear that i ascending, do because it's so weird like we're here to be in our bodies and if we are sending then uh we're not you know we're not rooted and when we're in a spirit form we can do any anything so yeah, the challenge yeah. is to be able yeah right the challenge is to do it in your body exactly so we should read our symbols so. we should shall i go first this time yes Okay, so um, the Chandra symbol for, well, it's Leo 27 because we always go up a number because the uh, symbols start, the channeled symbols start at one and the degrees start at zero. So we always go up. So it's a beaded curtain, a double identity, outwardly conventional, appropriate, legitimate and orthodox, inwardly alien, cosmic, involved with other realities and boldly exploring the infinite 
you feel compelled by inner necessity to maintain both worlds and to serve the outer by bolstering goodwill everywhere. Yet this is achieved with a fraction of your awareness and sensibility. Meanwhile, the depths, the heights, the many worlds beyond are there, are attended to, are thoroughly made your own. You are the iceberg person with a wonderful tip showing and a fabulous wealth of goodies inside to partake in endlessly. So I just love that because I think it's revealing our inner depths uh, um, and the, that what we've been hiding, to be quite honest. So. Right. The, the treasure within, that's the holy grail is yeah. who we are within. So that's very powerful. Just And I love that, the beaded curtain that yeah. looks like one thing and then inside is all that cosmic and active energy like all of us we look at people we see the shape of the person we have our judgments but you know the inside is so immense like yeah. goes on forever brilliant okay so the uh sabian symbol leo 27 the luminescence of dawn in the eastern sky and the keynote is the exalting challenge of new opportunities at the threshold of a new cycle while the rainbow marks the end of a crisis, early dawn indicates the real beginning of the new period of activity. In the biblical symbolism, Noah plants his vineyard, begins to teach the secret doctrine which inherited from the Son of God who had not been sucked down into whirlpools of materiality. After the peak experience in which we touch our divine potentialities comes the struggle with everyday problems. But at the first, but at first, the state of deep inner exaltation remains within us. We are aglow with its promise. The crisis and blessings it has brought to us are relatively unusual events. Every day has its dawn where we should meet with a pure heart and a clear mind. The alpha, the dawn, and omega, the concluding peak experience, are opposites yet the same. And the key word here is illumination. And I think both these symbols really are, are very hopeful about what, you know, we have to remember this is a new moon. So it's a new cycle, a new start, and um, and revealing something very creative with the that energy. So uh, and the sun ruling Leo illumination as well. So uh, you know, whilst it's going to be a little bit crazy, this energy coming up, I find this new moon fills me full of hope. To be honest. Right. Well, the quote that came to mind when you were talking was, "It's always darkest before the dawn." And I, I do think what's really important, well, for me, what's really hopeful, exciting is that we're being given an opportunity to change, that we're given an opportunity to become part of the change and not to fear that, but to step in boldly, courageously with, you know, with a vision of what we desire and understand that our boundaries are what will help us move through this. Mm -hmm. So we can't run away from the turmoil that's going to come, but we can certainly be here with love 
with open arms, with acceptance, with this idea that, you know, here we are, we're in it. And we get to decide, you know, what's the next step and what our focus is and how brilliant is that? Like how many people, how many ages get to be on the ground yeah. in something like this? Wonderful. Yay. So Jen, how can people find you? So people can find me at jendushen.com, my website, which is J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. And uh, I have my readings, the cards are there. Um, I also have uh, a YouTube channel. So come and check me out. I do weekly uh, whatever's. Uh, <laughs> some things on youtube i don't know what it's called videos there you go i do weekly videos with the cards and um always welcome new subscribers etc i have uh, instagram facebook i have a group we belong here i also have a um, paid um, group as well so all of that you can find gendershen.com or just look me up on somewhere out there. And I'm Louise Eddington, louiseeddington.com, L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N. And um, yeah, I do astrology readings. I also have membership um, portal at diff three different levels, um, a bit like a Patreon, but not on Patreon. <laughs> And you get rewards for different levels of support for my work. And um, I do two kinds of readings now, actually. I do a pre-recorded uh, reading, or if somebody wants a one-on-one -on -one consultation, they're slightly different price, but um, they're both on my website now. And what else? What else? What else? Oh, my books. Yep. Um, two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology and Modern Astrology. Um both doing really well if you don't own them go buy them or <laughs> or leave me a review if you do own them and um, please and yeah youtube cosmic owl astrology facebook page cosmic owl astrology instagram cosmic owl astrology a facebook group cosmic owl astrology cafe i changed the name to be in line with everything else so yeah find the cosmic owl and you'll find me so <laughs> So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. <laughs>